Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Charles Kessler Show. I'm your host Charles Kessler, thanks for stopping by. A lot to get to tonight, not a lot of time, so I want to dive right into it. <coughs> Excuse me. So I want to start talking about Daniel Jones. Tonight is going to be a Giants football episode. It's not going to be a long one, it might only be 25 minutes with the Giants season over. There's not a lot to talk about. I, I, I want to drop an episode on my predictions for what the Giants should do with their draft pick and whatnot. I'll probably even get into a little bit into that today, but I want to save the predictions for another episode. I want to go over a few things tonight, a few facts. And the first fact I want to go over is Daniel Jones is a top 10 quarterback. I'm going to say it again. Daniel Jones is a top 10 quarterback. It's simple. I know a lot of people are having trouble grasping that, but it's true. Now I'm going to read you off some names. Because a lot of people say, how? How could you say that? I'm going to read you off names, and they'll tell you where Daniel Jones falls, and you'll see it's a top, it's top 10. Now the names I'm going to read you is in no specific order going off of talent. Although I'm looking at it here because I'm written down, it's pretty close to what I'd put if I was putting it talent-wise from number 1 down to number 10. But it's not in the exact order I would have it in. It's just it's just names, so I don't want anyone coming after me saying, I can't believe you put Hurts under Lamar. Well, I'm just listing names. It's not in any specific order. So Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Lamar, Lawrence, Hurts, Rogers, then Daniel Jones. That puts him at number nine, a top ten quarterback in this league. I don't want to hear anyone say Kirk Cousins is better. He's not. I would say Kirk Cousins is very similar in talent-wise to Daniel Jones. But I would put a slight edge to Daniel Jones. Because Daniel Jones was able to accomplish more this past, this past season. Or, well, I'm saying this past season. The season's not over technically yet. But this year, Daniel Jones was able to accomplish more than Kirk Cousins. And Daniel Jones was thrown to Richie James. Kirk Cousins was throwing to Justin Jefferson. So I don't want to hear anyone say Kirk Cousins is better. He's not. Brady, not better. Brady has a better career. Daniel Jones will never have as good of a career as Brady. But if we're going off of this year, just this year, Daniel Jones was better than Tom Brady. Tom Brady struggled. And he had Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I know that they were hurt throughout the course of the year, but he had weapons. Golf, he's right there with Daniel Jones. Again, I think he has a little bit more weapons, so I'm putting Daniel Jones above him, but only slightly above him. Purdy and Watson, some more names. Purdy, I, I can't put him over Daniel Jones yet. I know he took over the league this year, but it's too small of a sample size. It's too small of this of a sample size. I don't know if he'll continue that next year. I don't. No one knows. He was Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the draft. He wasn't supposed to be this good. Do we know if he's going to be that good next year? He had a lot of weapons also you have to consider. I, I don't think he's as good as he was this past season. So I'm putting Daniel Jones above him. And Watson, Deshaun Watson, He, if you're going off of what he once was, he would be better than Daniel Jones. But I'm going off of now. 
And Deshaun Watson, I know that he was suspended for for quite some time, so he played less games than Daniel Jones. But during this year, when Watson played, he was not the Deshaun Watson we're used to seeing. I thought Daniel Jones played better. So when I give you off those names, like I said, I'll say it one more time. Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Lamar, Lawrence, Hertz, Rodgers. Daniel Jones is right after them at number nine. So he is a top ten quarterback. Who else are you guys putting over him? What what am I missing? You know, a lot of people I'm seeing a lot of people on Twitter and even sports talk radio and even on the sports shows. Everyone is saying everyone's arguing. There's some people like me that are saying he's top 10. A lot of people are arguing he's not. But I just read you off the names. What am I missing? Daniel Jones is, is right there, number 9. I'm not saying he's as good as Rodgers or Hurts or Lawrence. Or Lamar, Herbert, Allen, Burrow, Mahomes. I go down the list. I'm not saying he's he's as good as any of them. I think there's a, a significant gap between Jones and Hurts. Between Jones and Lawrence. Between Jones and Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Between Jones and Herbert. And obviously between Jones and Allen. Jones and Burrow. And, and Jones and Mahomes. Even Jones and Rodgers. I think there's a decent gap between the two of them. So I'm not saying he's on the same talent level. As all the guys I listed to you. He's certainly down a notch. But he's in the top 10. Of best quarterbacks in the league right now. Who's better? Who who would knock him out of top 10? I put him at number 9 right there. Who would knock him out of the top 10? I just gave you the names that you could argue that would be incorrect. You can't argue. You can't argue Cousins. The only name I gave you that I could see you argue is Golf. But you can't argue Cousins. He accomplished less with more. You can't argue Brady. Brady was not good this year. Barely won the division in a garbage division with the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons. Barely won with a losing record. Horrible. Horrible, horrible. Purdy, he was great, but I just... Too small of a sample size, really. I mean, I don't know if he'll be this good. It wasn't like he was doing this all year long. He did it for a few weeks. And Watson, again, he... I know he was suspended for a decent amount, but he had... Enough games where he could show me if he's better than Jones, and he didn't. So that's my take. Do what you want with it, but Jones is a top 10 QB in this league, like it or not. Now, with that being said, Dan Jones is due for a contract, as we all know, and it might be a little pricey. There are reports. I saw it from, I want to get the name right, Connor Hughes. I like giving credit. Where credit's due. So I saw it from Connor Hughes. He tweeted out saying that Daniel Jones will likely be asking between thirty-five and thirty-seven million dollars a year. That's what he wants. Thirty-five to thirty-seven million dollars a year. I don't like the sound of that. I don't. Originally I heard he wanted thirty million dollars a year, and even that was a little high for me, but I'd be willing to do it. Me personally, I think he's a twenty five million dollar a year quarterback. That's what I would want to give him. That's what I see him being worth. $25 million a year. I could get behind giving him the extra $5 million a year. I think he's worth 25 but I could give him 
Like if I was the Giants, I would give him the thirty. That was a deal breaker for him. If he if he had to get the thirty million, I would give it to him. But start at twenty five. But thirty five to thirty seven million dollars a year, I don't think he's worth thirty five to thirty seven. Like I said, he's a top ten quarterback in this league. But I'm not giving him thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven million dollars a year. That's insane. If he's really gonna command that and he's not gonna come down closer to thirty, I'd franchise tag him. And I would have rather the Giants come to an agreement with him and franchise tag Barkley because I thought they'd be harder to come to a deal with Barkley with what he's commanding, and I'll get to that shortly. But I'm concerned with what the Giants are going to do here because I don't know how willing Daniel Jones is on coming down and negotiating. I don't know. But whether you're a Daniel Jones fan or not, like, I like Daniel Jones. I didn't think he was the answer coming out of Duke. I thought when the Giants drafted him, I was willing to give him a chance. I didn't think he was the answer. I He proved me wrong. I think he is the answer. He's proved it. What he did this year with so little, he's the answer. But I don't think he's worth $35 million a year. I don't. But the Giants are an interesting take here. Because I feel like the Giants would be better off just paying him the $35 million a year than, than letting him walk, right? And saying, nope, we we have to franchise tag Barkley. We can't franchise tag you. You won't come to agreement. We have to let you walk. I think the Giants are better off just giving him the 35 but I don't want to see the Giants give him 35 I don't think he's worth 35 I thought 30 was a little much when I was reading reports, but I was okay with it. Now I'm hearing... 35, 36, 37 from Connor Hughes. That's that's too much, too much. Now, Barkley, another contract we could talk about here. He wants McCaffrey money. Now, McCaffrey makes $16 million a year on his current deal. Don't love giving Barkley $16 million a year. I don't. I know I sound like a downer between Jones and, and Barkley, but I don't. I don't like giving Barkley that kind of money. Barkley supposedly turned down $12 million. million. The Giants offered him twelve. I think that was a very fair offer from the Giants, if that is true, that they offered him $12 million. I think $12 million a year is a good number. I would be okay bumping it to 14 But for me, I'm not paying Barkley more than $14 million a year. And if he really wants to be here, $2 million less a year should not be a deal-breaker for him. I just can't get behind giving him $16 mil. And if he's... Now, Barkley is a team guy. I really like Barkley. I think Barkley would sign a $14 million a year contract. If you offered him $14 million a year over a 3-4 year span, I think he would sign it, no doubt, because he does enjoy being here. But if he were to not, let's just say you offer him $14 million a year over four years and he rejected it, you have to franchise tag him. You have to. You can't let him walk. You have to make sure franchise tag him. You saw how much he meant to this Giants offense. And right now he's the only piece they have besides Jones. They they don't have anyone else. Galladay stinks. He does. Bellinger out of the tight end position, I like him. But we don't know what we really have in him. He's solid but not a superstar. Richie James held his own. I like him. But he's not a number one wide receiver, even number two. Now you do have Wayndale Robinson coming back. We don't know how well he'll come back from that injury. I'm sure he'll come back pretty well. 
You do have Hodgins, who played well, but we don't know if he'll bring that into next year. You know, we don't know. He came out of nowhere. I think I think Wayne Dale Robinson will come back from the injury nicely, and I think Hodgins will play nicely next year and continue the streak of of consistent play and well play on his part. But we don't know both of those. So right now the only sure known talent we have offensively for Daniel Jones is Barkley. Wendell Robinson we believe will be fine next year. We don't know. We believe Hodgins will continue, but we don't know. So we'll have to see. But I, I really think the Giants need to franchise tag Barkley and come up with a contract extension with Jones. Now, the Giants could offer him, like I said, the $14 million a year you can, but I think the Giants have a better chance just franchise tagging, Bar- franchise tagging Barkley and working with him throughout the year on a contract and seeing how he plays and coming to a contract extension with Jones. Again, I don't know how accurate this Connor Hughes tweet is. I, th- I think, let me phrase that, I know that it's accurate in the fact that I'm sure that's what he wants, but what I don't know is accurate is I don't, I'm hearing that he's willing to negotiate. I'm hearing he's not. I don't know how accurate either one of those are. I do know he wants $35 million a year. But I don't know how accurate it is if he's willing to negotiate or not. He might be willing to come down to 30 31 32 He might not. That, I don't know. But I think the Giants have a better chance of signing Jones and franchise tagging Barkley. But before you franchise tag Barkley, I'd offer him the $14 million a year and just see what he does. But the Giants can't give him 17 or excuse me, $16 million a year. I don't think Barkley is as good as McCaffrey, and McCaffrey's getting $16 million a year. I think Barkley is close, but McCaffrey is a better player. So I don't see how the Giants offering $14 million isn't fair. They're giving you similar McCaffrey money, but you're not McCaffrey. But again, I think Barkley likes it here, so I think he would be willing to do $14 million a year. But I'm not Barkley, so I don't know. But we'll have to see. I think he will. He, he really seems to enjoy the Giants. He grew up a Jets fan, a big Jets fan. So I, I'm surprised he's taking a liking to the Giants so much because a lot of Jets fans out there don't like the Giants. But... Again, once once you get to that point, an athlete, you don't care. It's like me. I'm a diehard Mets fan and a diehard Giants football fan. But if I had the talent to play Major League Baseball and the Yankees, you know, drafted me, I'm not going to be like, nope, I'm never playing. You know, I, 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 I can't play. I wouldn't love playing for them, but it's an opportunity. And that's what he's doing here. He wasn't going to say, oh, the Giants drafted me. Oh, I'm a Jets fan. It makes me sick. He gets a chance to play in the NFL. But he's taken a liking to the Giants. And he's he's really worn that C on his chest very well as a captain. I hope Barkley stays. I really hope he does. I think he really, really, really carries the captain role for this Giants well. And when he's on the field, he's better than anyone or almost anyone on the field, depending who they're, depending on who the Giants are playing. He's, he's elite, so I hope he stays. But 
The Giants also can't kill themselves financially. The Giants have to be smart. As much as we like him as a leader and a captain and as talented as he is, the Giants have to be smart about what they offer him financially. They can't crimp themselves for the future. The Giants need to spend this offseason focusing on offense. I talked about it in my one of my articles that there is a concern for the Giants at the linebacker position and what they need to do. There are also, I didn't talk about it a lot in my article, but there is a concern at the cornerback position. right? I do think the Giants are set at the defensive line and safety positions. But And I think they have some talent at the cornerback position, but they could use some room for improvement. But there's a lack of talent at the linebacker position. It's been that way for the Giants for years. They've had some nice plug-in pieces like Landon Collins, but they've been missing that true star like a Fred Warner at linebacker position for a very long time. But I think the biggest concern for the Giants going into the offseason, although they need to focus on both, I'm not saying neglect the defense, they need to make improvements at the cornerback and linebacker position. But the number one concern is offense. And it starts with the wide receiver position. I do think that Wendell Robinson will be a nice piece in the slot. I do think if you offer Sterling Shepard the veteran minimum, he'll stay. And he's another nice piece out of the slot. Hodgins, I think, could be a nice number two wide receiver. But I think the Giants are going to end up letting, end up letting Slayton walk. Because he's going to get a lot of money elsewhere. I do think the Giants need to just cut Galladay. Just absolutely cut him. And it pains me to say that because I was a big Galladay fan. I wanted the Giants. I was screaming for the Giants to sign him. But I was wrong. He's been a complete bust. The Giants need to cut him. So the Giants need a true number number one wide receiver. They need it. I'm looking at T. Higgins. And I think he could be that guy. I heard that it would take probably a first-round pick to get T. Higgins, and I would do that in a heartbeat if I'm the Giants. Look at the the wide receiver draft class right now, right? When it comes draft day and the Giants are picking, can you? I don't think any wide receiver that will be available will be as good as T. Higgins. T. Higgins is turning 25. He is elite. He is a pro bowler. He's shown that he can be number one, number one wide receiver. The reason why he isn't in Cincinnati is because you have Jamar Chase. And he is as good as anyone other than Justin Jefferson. He's, I would take Jamar Chase when healthy over anyone other than Justin Jefferson. So, of course, in Cincinnati, he's not going to be number one wide receiver. He'll always be behind Chase. But T. Higgins has shown in Cincinnati that he could be a number one wide receiver. He could give you that production. And <coughs> excuse me. And I think the Giants should be trading that first pick. I don't think they should do it tomorrow. You could wait until the draft. Because I don't think T. Higgins is going to fly off the shelf in Cincinnati right now. But in my opinion, there's some nice wide receiver prospects in this draft. But I think when the Giants are picking, because they have a later pick, Right? It's not like they're picking number two overall. They had a good year. They made the playoffs. They're picking in the mid-20s. I don't have the exact pick off the top of my head. I should for the, for the show. But I didn't think I was even going to be talking about it. My, my plan was not to talk about T. Higgins. My plan was to just talk about Daniel Jones, Barkley, and 
the Pro Bowl, which I'll get to lastly, the Pro Bowl. But I figured, why not? Let's talk about T. Higgins. And I, I forgot a look before I start talking about him, about what pick the Giants have. But it's it's early 20s to mid-20s. It's somewhere between that 22 and 25 range. Off the top of my head, I don't, I don't remember. So, the Giants, when they're picking in that early to mid-20s pick, you can't tell me any wide receiver available is as good as T. Higgins. They could be in the future, but I still don't know that. T. Higgins, in my opinion, you know you have a, a star. You have a known star. If you if it's only going to cost you a first-round pick, you do it. Now, I'm sure it'll cost you more than a first. It might cost you a first and like a third. But if you could get it for just a first, I would do it in a heartbeat. And that would solve the Giants' wide receiver problem. And then, once you solve the wide receiver problem, you have to work on offensive line. You have the star in the making, Andrew Thomas, a complete superstar. But I'm really worried about Evan Neal. I don't want to hit the panic button yet because, if you remember, Andrew Thomas stunk his first year. And now he's elite. But, Evan Neal did not look good. He, he looked very bad. He had trouble pass blocking. He had trouble run blocking. His pass blocking was horrible. Horrific, way worse than the run blocking. But he could not do anything right, it seemed like. It seemed like every play that Daniel Jones was sacked, it was because Evan Neal could not guard. When you watched Evan Neal play, he let people go right around him. It's not like they, he, he, he moved to his inside very well. He covered the inside well, but he struggled to cover that outside corner. And he let people go right around him. With, with ease. And although I think he will be better, just like Andrew Thomas his second year, I don't think Evan Neal will be as good as Andrew Thomas. I think you have a star in Andrew Thomas. But I do think Evan Neal will improve a significant amount going into his second year. But his first year was not good. And there's holes. Even, without, even, if, even if Evan Neal plays well next year, there's still some holes on that offensive line. So I think the Giants need to focus on that too. More Wide receiver is more of a focus. But once you get that wide receiver spot filled, and I think you either need to trade for T. Higgins, that's what I'm in favor of. But if you don't trade for T. Higgins, you have to draft a wide receiver with your first overall pick. That's what you have to do. But after you do that, you got to figure out what you're doing with offensive line. Whether you want to draft offensive line or you want to sign offensive line. The Giants don't have to go into the draft, you know, drafting offensive linemen. If the Giants feel in the second round they have a, a, a cornerback they like and they can get them, go after them. If the Giants feel in the second round they have a wide receiver they like, go after them. If the Giants feel in the first round they have a linebacker they like, go after them. But the Giants have to make improvements at wide receiver, cornerback, linebacker, and offensive line. Whether they want to draft or trade or sign in free agency, I don't care how they do it. Me personally, I like to see them trade for T. Higgins. Let's just say they cost them a first and a third. You trade for T. Higgins. Second round, you draft an offensive lineman, and then you sign a linebacker and a cornerback. That's how I would do if I'm the Giants. But... 
I'm not the GM, so I don't make I don't make their moves. So we'll have to see how they do it. But if if I'm the Giants, there's a there's it's going to cost you a lot, but there's a, a lot of nice uh, linebackers that are going to hit the free agency this upcoming year. There's it's it's going to cost a lot, but I think the Giants are better off. In my opinion, I think the Giants are better off signing a linebacker. It's going to cost a lot, but there's some good names. I'm going to talk about that in my next podcast. I don't want to get into it now. But there's two big names at the linebacker position that are upcoming free agents that the Giants should go after. Both will cost a lot, but both worth every penny, in my opinion. But again, I want to talk about that in my next podcast. I don't want to get too much into that now. This was more, I want to focus more on offense here. But, and you know, like I said, offense, in my opinion, is more of a concern than defense. I think defense is better off than the offense. But, I do think the Giants could use some some help offensively at the wide receiver position and at the offensive lineman position. If you, re, if you re-sign Barkley or tag him, and if you re-sign Jones or end up tagging him, if both of those players are back next year, you get a number one wide receiver and another body in there at offensive line, your offense is looking pretty good. And then you could look at, the, we could talk about defense, get a linebacker. Like I said, there's two guys I like in free agency that are going to be free agents. I, I really like them, but they go across a lot. And you get cornerback position. I'm hearing people say, cut Darnay Holmes. I wouldn't do that. I, I hear that. I, I think I saw that. If the Giants cut him, they could save six million in cap space. I like Dar- I like Darnay Holmes. I would keep him. You know, he's not a number one cornerback, but I think he's a quality number two. Well, I think he's a solid number two of a quality number three cornerback. I wouldn't cut him. I would keep him. The cornerback position you have question marks, and he is a solid cornerback. Like I said, he could he could be a number two cornerback. I think he's a better number three corner cornerback. And I'm saying cornerback. With my sinuses, it sounds like I'm saying quarterback. I'm saying cornerback. But I wouldn't cut Darnay Holmes. You got a, a thinning cornerback position. Six million isn't a lot. Keep him. So lastly, I want to talk about two things. The Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl. I'm going to start, excuse me, I'm going to start with the Pro Bowl. Can we just scrap this thing? I mean, come on. I tell people all the time, we could still give people Pro Bowl nominations for stats and resumes so we could say this quarterback has the most Pro Bowls. But we don't have to play the game. Let's stop it. I saw the other day I was at the gym. I don't watch the Pro Bowl. I don't watch any of, of the Pro Bowl. I think it's it's a waste. I haven't watched the Pro Bowl since I was like 12. It's been an embarrassment. I was at the gym the other night and I saw them replaying it. And I noticed that they were playing flag football. Flag football. Are you kidding me? I have better things to do than watch grown men play flag football. What are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we playing flag football? Now, I know the players don't want to hurt themselves because a lot of people don't realize. Let's just say you're playing in the Pro Bowl and you tear something. Now you put your whole next year in jeopardy. So I get the players don't want to 
hurt themselves and possibly screw themselves into the following year. But if that's the case, just get rid of the thing. Why? And I noticed that there were a lot of people there. So people are buying tickets to go to this? I mean, are we kidding me? Not, not only are people taking the time out of life to watch it on TV, which I think is pretty bad. Who wants to watch adults play flag football? But people are spending their hard-earned money to go to this thing and watch live. It's probably costing you hundreds of dollars just to fly there and buy the ticket. That's at the hotel. That's without food, anything. People spending their hard-earned money to watch this? It was embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. And even with the flag football, they don't even look like they're trying. I'm, I, I saw a little bit of it because I was at the gym on the treadmill and it was on. And it looked like... they. They look. They couldn't even get the flags off the players, def, de, defenders. They they couldn't even get the flag off. I remember. I don't remember the 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 whole score, but I saw the first quarter. It was like twenty one to fourteen. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Where's the defense playing flag football? You can't rip a flag off." It, it's an embarrassment. We we gotta stop. I mean, come on. It's horrible. Another thing is some of these other games, like dodgeball. Again, I have better things to do than to watch adults play dodgeball. I know that they're trying to make it fun, so I give them a little bit of credit with the dodgeball. But I think it's stupid. Let's 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 use skills that are used in football and make games out of them. Like, I saw that there was one game that I, I thought was a cool idea. Each player had, a, had to catch a punt. Or, well, no one punted it, but they, it was a, one of those football shooters that shoots the football in the air. And they angled it like it was a punt. And you had to track it and catch it. And then after you caught your first one, you had to hold that onto that football. If you caught a second one, you had to hold on to two footballs. And you kept going until you dropped it. Now, that's kind of cool. Because... That's like football, catching a punt. But I saw, like, dodgeball has nothing to do with football. What are we doing? Flag football? Come on. Another one I saw was they're, they're doing, um, it was, uh, it's almost like the slam dunk contest, but they're catching, the, they're trying to make unique catches. I mean, it's like, come on. It's one thing if you have, like, they used to do back in the day, what quarterback could throw the farthest, and they would measure it out. Or... The one, one, the another one that was cool was the quarterback has to hit all these moving targets. Each one at a certain point. They did that. That was cool. But some of these games, these 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 games that they play at Pro Bowl week, they're they have nothing to do with football. I don't know why we're, we're why people are going to watch it. Why people are watching it on TV? Why we're even entertaining the idea of of doing it? It's stupid. I don't get it. I, I really don't. It's, it's, I mean, don't get me started, right? I, uh, I could go on hours about this. It's just, flag football, are we kidding me? Uh, I mean, it's like, what? It, I, I don't know. I, it makes me scratch my head. But, 
they should just get rid of the whole thing. The players don't want to play it. You know, and like I said, with baseball, although you could hurt something, right? Baseball is, there's not, it's not really a contact sport. So during the MLB All-Star game, the odds of you getting hurt, there's a chance, but it's slim. In the Pro Bowl, excuse me, in the Pro Bowl, when they actually used to play the game, there's a significant chance for a player to get hurt. But the injury is probably uh, you're going to be out a few weeks, not you're going to be out next year. That's That kind of injury isn't, the, the, the odds of you tearing something are possible, but it's not as likely as if you, you know, you, you pull something and you're, you're out a few weeks. Well, it doesn't matter because if, if you get injured in the Pro Bowl and you're out a few weeks, your season's done. All the players in the Pro Bowl are eliminated. If you remember correctly, when they used to play the Pro Bowl, if you were in the Super Bowl, you didn't play it. And even before then, they used to do the Pro Bowl after. Let me go way back. Not only did they used to do, when they used to play the Pro Bowl, they used to do the Pro Bowl before the Super Bowl and just not have the Super Bowl players play. So if you were playing the Pro Bowl, your season's over anyway. But way back, they used to have the Pro Bowl bef- or the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl. And that, personally, was my favorite. I liked when they did the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl. Because then everyone could play, and everyone's season is over. So you're not like, well, the best quarterbacks aren't in it because they're in the Super Bowl. Everyone could play. Everyone's in it. It's more enjoyable. And if you get injured, it, I feel like people... Put a little bit more effort into it. But the problem was not as many people were probably watching it because a lot of people, once the Super Bowl is over, okay, football is over, whatever. You know, for me, I'd watch the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl, but if something was going on, I wouldn't lose sleep. So for the NFL, it probably makes more sense for them money-wise because everything revolves around money for them to do it before the, the Super Bowl. But you're getting a worse product. But let me put this out there. Even when they did it after the Super Bowl, you didn't get a great product because people didn't care. People didn't want to get hurt. But I felt like the product was a little bit better than what it was when they moved it to before the Super Bowl and even now. I mean, the the product now is the worst we've ever seen it. Like I said, flag football, what are we doing? I mean, scrap it. Why, why would I want to sit there and watch grown men play flag football. These these guys are making millions of dollars. Millions. I don't want to sit here and watch them play flag football. I want to sit here and watch them play real football. Scrap it. Get rid of it. They never will because it's money for the NFL. Right? They sell tickets. People still go to these things, like I said. So for the NFL, they'll never scrap it because they'll find a way to sell the tickets and make money. People are still going to go and watch these guys play dodgeball. People are still going to buy the merchandise for the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl t-shirts, and even the jerseys. People are going to buy merchandise. So for the NFL, they're not going to stop it. Because the NFL doesn't care about the players. Roger Goodell could say he cares about the players all he wants, but he doesn't. What he cares about is how he make money. And how he makes money is simple. By having 
games and events like this. That's all he cares about. Do you really think he cares if, let's just say, who I'm sure Tyreek Hill, I didn't look at the roster, I'm sure Tyreek Hill was at the Pro Bowl. Do you really think Roger Goodell cares if Tyreek Hill pulls his hamstring and is out a few months and he's in pain? No. Roger Goodell cares about the sh- Tyreek Hill shirts he sells that he gets profit off of. So the NFL will never do away with it because money is all that matters. That's what makes the world spin. Money. So it'll continue until people say, I've had enough. Until there's no one going to it, no one viewing it, it'll always be a thing. But the players clearly want nothing to do with it. So if they don't want anything to do with it, why would I want anything to do with it? My season is... Essentially, for me, as a football fan, I in between the Super Bowl and the uh, the divisional games, that that week in between where they play the Pro Bowl, that is a week off for me. I don't pay attention to any football except for if there's a big injury alert for the Super Bowl or whatnot. That week in between those two playoff games. And then the Super Bowl, like this this week here, well, it's Monday. Excuse me, the the week that just passed, that's a week off for me. I don't I don't pay attention to football that week. It's it's stupid. Just just do away with the Pro Bowl. Just just do away with it. I want I want to start a petition, and I want everyone to sign it. Do away with it. I did hear that the NFL was considering doing away with it. They won't. They won't. They're never going to. But I, I, I just wish they would because I think it's so stupid. I just can't get past the idea that they're playing flag football and dodgeball. I mean, come on. You know? But one thing I do want to say is congratulations to Eli Manning. Lastly here, I want to talk about the Super Bowl before I wrap up. So, as you all know, it's going to be the Eagles, unfortunately. Uh, I hate them so much. Sorry for all you Eagles fans listening, but I'm a Giants guy. I expect you guys to feel the same way about my Giants. So, they'll be in the Super Bowl. They shellacked the 49ers. It wasn't even close. And unfortunately for the 49ers, part of the reason why it wasn't close is because Brock Purdy got hurt. And once he got hurt, you had no chance because Josh Johnson is not an NFL quarterback. He's a backup. So the Eagles put on a show, and they will be going up against the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs did not blow out the Bengals. They won on that last-second field goal. And the reason why they got in field goal range is because of that stupid penalty by that Bengals defensive player number 58 but the Chiefs won narrowly I personally thought it was going to be Bengals Eagles Super Bowl that's what I thought I was wrong it is Chiefs Eagles now I wanted it to be Bengals Eagles because well let me rephrase that I didn't want the Super Bowl to be Bengals Eagles if it was my pick I wanted it to be the New York Giants versus the Bills, and obviously the Giants winning it all. But going off of the four teams left, 
I wanted it to be Bengals versus Eagles. And then I thought the Bengals were the better team and the Bengals would beat the Eagles. And that's what I would have wanted. Right now, I think, as much as I hate to say it, I think the Eagles are a better team than the Chiefs. I think the Eagles have a better defense than the Chiefs. And I think the Eagles, even if Mahomes is healthy, I think the Eagles have more weapons offensively. Mahomes is the best player out of everyone. But it's a team sport. And I think the Eagles have a better offensive group than the Chiefs and better defensive group than the Chiefs. As much as I hate to say it, I hope I'm wrong. Please, God, you could hear me. Let me be wrong. Please, I don't like being wrong, but in this case, I want to be wrong. But I think, unfortunately, the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. You hear it in my voice. It pains me to say it. But I think the Eagles have a better team. I think the Eagles will come out this year with a Super Bowl. And that's that. I mean, uh, it makes me sick saying it. It really does. You know, but I really, really, really don't see the Chiefs beating the Eagles. I think the Chiefs defense will have a tough time stopping the Eagles offense. And the Chiefs offense, although they put up points, I think they'll have a tough time staying with the Eagles because of how efficient the Eagles will be offensively. And that's if Mahomes can stay healthy. His leg, he was hobbling around against the Bengals. Now, I know he has two weeks off from that win. Two weeks off to heal. Excuse me. But, I don't know how healed he is. I assume that he is healed in the two weeks I don't think it's good. he's going to need a lot more time. So I think on Super Bowl Sunday, he will be f- close to 100% healthy, fairly healthy. I don't know if he'll be fully 100%, but he will be close enough to 100% where you won't see him hobbling around and he'll feel good. But even with Mahomes healthy, I don't know if this Chiefs offense can keep up. I don't. If Hurts is throwing to A.J. Brown all day because the two of them as much as I hate to say it they are phenomenal together if if Jalen Hurts is on his A game like he's been and A.J. Brown is getting open as much as he's been all year and don't forget about Devontae Smith getting open too and Sanders is running as well as he's been I don't see how the Chiefs defense is going to stop them. The Chiefs' strength is their offense. So if the Chiefs' offense stalls a little bit and falls behind, it's going to be difficult for them to play catch-up because of how efficient this Eagles' offense can be. You know, I hate to say it, but Hurts and Brown, the two of them connect all day. And they'll make you pay. I hate I hate it, but I saw it as a Giants fan. I saw them do it against the Giants at MetLife. Smith and Brown and Hurts, the three of them. The, the, the Giants defense couldn't stop any of them three. And Sanders, too, had a pretty good game himself. So, if 
the Chiefs defense cannot make big stops, this game, in my opinion, can get away fast. Because the Eagles, if they are on their A game, they could, at the blink of your eye, they could be up 21-0. The Chiefs have the offense to catch up if they fall behind. But you saw against the Bengals, the Chiefs' offense at times had trouble moving the ball. If they have that issue on Sunday, moving the ball against the the Eagles, I don't see how they could win that. Because the Eagles are going to put up points. As much as I hate to say it, the Eagles will put up points. So, that's my concern. The Chiefs can win, though. I'm not, I'm not saying there's no doubt about it, the Chiefs are going to lose. I think the Chiefs can win if they're firing all cylinders, excuse me, offensively, and their defense makes a few big stops. If their defense can make a few big stops and their offense is firing and and Mahomes is healthy, they can win. And I want them to win. But if I was a betting man, I would not put my money on the Chiefs to win. I do think the Eagles, unfortunately, have the better team. That is, as much as I hate it, it's a fact. And if the Eagles are as hot as they were against the Giants and against the 49ers, if their offense is playing as well as their offense did against the the 49ers and the Giants, I mean, look, they put up over 30 points against both teams. If their offense is playing that good, I don't see how the Chiefs can keep up. I don't. But anything could happen. But, God, if you could hear me, Give the Chiefs a Super Bowl. Another one. Excuse me. They they already have Super Bowls. You know what I'm saying. Give them this Super Bowl is the right words. And I don't like rooting for the Chiefs either because they annoy me a little bit too. Mahomes is a talent and a half. I love Mahomes. I have nothing against him. Travis Kels, hell of a talent. But he gets under my skin a little bit, and some with the other, some with other, some. Also, I can't even speak. Jeez, let me start over. It's getting late. I can't breathe out of my nose. I'm sure you could hear it. I, I, I'm having trouble breathing out of my nose. But Travis Kelce, great talent, but he gets under my skin a little bit, and some of the other players too. They get under my skin a little bit too, and I have nothing against Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes' wife. And brother could not annoy me anymore. I know that's stupid to to say because I don't know them personally and who cares about them anyway. But both of them annoy me to no end. So it's not easy for me to root for the Chiefs. Their fans annoy me a little bit. Not all of them. Their fans annoy me a little bit. Some of the players on their team annoy me a little bit. Mahomes' wife and, and brother annoy me to, to no end. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs are not my rival like the Eagles. So I want the Chiefs to win. But we'll see. I'm not going to be a happy camper if the Eagles win. I'm not. But I really hope it's a close game. I don't want to blow out a Super Bowl. I'll never forget the, the Super Bowl. I forget what number it was. But it was, if you all remember, I'm sure you all remember, Seahawks versus Broncos at MetLife Stadium. 
this I that was a, a while ago. Peyton Manning was still playing, obviously. That was the one where one of the first plays, the first play from scrimmage, it goes over Peyton Manning's head, the snap for a safety. That's when you knew the game was over. So, or was it a safety or touchdown? It was one of the two. I think it actually might have been a touchdown. I'm saying safety, but if I remember correctly, the Seahawks recovered that, so I think it was a touchdown. But regardless, you remember that Super Bowl. Seahawks blew them out, and I wanted the Broncos to win that one because I'm a, I'm a Peyton Manning guy. I do like Peyton Manning. But that was the first play from scrimmage. went right over Peyton Manning's head. I still laugh about it. And now that I'm remembering it, I said safety, but the Broncos didn't recover that one in the end zone. I think the Seahawks did. That was a touchdown. But needless to say, you all remember that one. That Super Bowl sucked. That You knew at the end of the first quarter it was over. So I'm really hoping it's at least competitive. I, I want the Chiefs to win. I'm not going to be happy if the Eagles win. But I really just want it to be competitive. I don't want to sit there and watch a blowout Super Bowl again. I don't. But that's it for tonight. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. I really do. Check out my website, www blog. I don't know if any of you listened to the Mets podcast, my first episode. I hope you all did, but if you didn't, I wanted to make sure I told you in this episode about my website. It's Kessler Sports Talk, but if you type in Kessler Sports Talk, it's not going to come up. You would have to dig for it. I don't have that domain domain name bought yet, that plugin. I don't have it bought yet. I plan on it so it's easier for you guys to find me. But if you type in that URL, it will take you right to my website. And there you'll see my Mets articles, my Giants articles. Read them. They're good. I plan on putting my podcast on there, uploading them. I also plan on putting podcast updates, when to expect more podcasts, when to, to, to expect them to be published, and... What to expect when you're listening to them. What they're going to be about. Stuff like that. You know, just general, the general information. What it's about. When it's going to be published. All, all that you need to know. But again, thank you everyone. I know my voice is getting raspy here. I haven't been able to breathe out my nose. I was contemplating on not even doing a, a, a Giants podcast tonight and doing it tomorrow. But I wanted to get one out to you guys. So please, don't hate on my voice. Look past it. I promise you, I'm just coming down with something. My voice will be better in future podcasts. I can't breathe out my nose. My my throat's getting all raspy. So I apologize. But thank you all for tuning in. Have a great night.